we started to be able to talk about the affair. It took me 13 full months since the day I discovered Mark's affair for us to be able to talk about it with minimal emotional flooding from me. It is difficult to talk about painful truths. As Michelle Paris says in her podcast Alone, a love story, it is difficult to love when you have been betrayed. As summer of 2019 came to an end, a new school year approached and changes in Mark's job would finally be announced. He was moving away from the position and the building where he and the affair partner connected. But it hadn't happened yet. After six solid good weeks, during which I focused on our family vacation and enjoying Mark arriving early from work, I started to have uninvited thoughts about the affair. For as much as I was focusing on the present, I couldn't avoid thinking of what happened in the past. I considered the possibility that Mark could still be lying on, or even cheating. Just now, he was being extra careful. I needed to have another conversation to check on certain issues. The frustration of having to start the conversation with him was one of the factors that made it harder for me to get out of the low mood dip until it was so obvious that he noticed and he was extra attentive, yet didn't say a word. I had to bring it up as I replied to his simple, how are you? I said, I am upset. My wound hurts. I did give him credit for asking, how are you? It is an icebreaker, and it was up to me to lay the cards on the table. Mark didn't know exactly what to say, but he listened. I explained that for no particular reason, I was very upset about the whole affair thingy. I asked for an update on the presence of the affair partner during certain meetings. He was understanding of my questions and answered every one of them swiftly. I let the tears out and complained once again about what he did to me and how I didn't trust him or ever will like I did before D-Day. It had been too long without bringing this issue up in conversation. I didn't want the other woman in my life, but she did play a big role in the most hurtful decision my husband made to secretly have sex with her. I wanted to know that my suffering was being acknowledged and appreciated. In her book, The State of Affairs, Esther Perel talks about transfer of vigilance, as identified by Janice Abrams Spring. As an act of repair, the person who had the affair can take on the role of remembering and holding the affair in awareness in addition to expressing contrition and being receptive to the pain of their partner. Transfer of vigilance is what I needed, and those days I felt like I needed it monthly at least. I explained to Mark that a simple thank you for being with me would suffice. He said he was afraid to mention anything about the affair because he didn't want to trigger me, and he was right. There is a 50% chance that I might not want to hear about it at any given time. But then, there are all the other moments when I'm thinking about it but refraining from bringing it up. 
How could he know when to remember the affair with me? It was a tricky one, I understand, but it was a good weekend conversation. During a 24-hour period, we talked about his why and he admitted I was right on many observations I had made over the few years when he started to focus elsewhere. A healthy conversation. We were happy to be able to talk about the affair in a normal tone of voice. I was happy as Mark nodded to my reminders. I knew that those extra outings with colleagues for no other reason than hanging out could lead to an affair, I said, as I reminded Mark of a specific place he used to go to and how he even told me not to go there because women patrons went there looking to hook up. I shouldn't have done all the unnecessary socializing, he said. And then, after more reasoning from my part, he concluded, I shouldn't have let it get to where it got. I reminded him that I was with him because we have three children. If we didn't, I would have left him for his betrayal. He seemed surprised, so I was glad I clarified that to him. I also said, I don't know if I can live with these painful thoughts and you at the same time. I am afraid you might stray again, so I'm working on an exit plan. Ooh, he was hurt, and he said it. This was a whole improved communication exercise. I expressed my needs clearly, and he talked about his feelings. One step at a time, one day at a time. Infidelity sucks. Life goes on. Time will pass anyway, so make good use of the moments you have together. Forgiveness is a verb. The notion that forgiveness is better understood as a verb was very helpful in coping with the challenges of giving a second chance to the love I still had for my ex-unfaithful husband. On the days I would wake up feeling that I was forgiving Mark only 1%, I knew that it would change as the day unfolded. I would share my pain with my tweeps and receive the much-needed ongoing empathy. This connection with my universe of pain, as Dr. Lori Nadell puts it in her book The Five Gifts to Recover from Catastrophes, allowed me to sail through these troubled waters. In this second marriage with the same person, the way Esther Perel puts it in her TED talk about infidelity, there are good days and there are bad days. The good days are the ones when I feel grateful for the happy experiences we can have as the family Mark and I built it together. They are based on the love that fueled our commitment until he decided to stray. If I focus on the reality of each day, I see the prodigal son who returned home. We all missed him while he was away, and we are happy he is now back. There was a part of me that was acting like the brother who stayed by his father's side, working and sweating to help maintain the family's wealth. He is resentful of the readiness that accompanies his father's hug to the brother who abandoned them. Is it possible to love so much that we can celebrate the joyful moment of the overdue return? Is it fair that he left inconsiderately and is welcomed with a feast? Are there going to be no reprisals? 
There were days my pride would take over and I felt like kicking Mark in the butt. Sometimes there was no particular trigger. I might have wanted to hear a particular phrase of acknowledgement and gratitude for this second chance I was giving us. A chain of happy days was randomly followed by a need to hear that phrase that he didn't consider necessary to articulate because he, wa he had been showing love in his preferred language, which is acts of service. I prefer to receive love as words of affirmation, accompanying quality time together. Many times he had been great through devotion, but he did not use enough words for my liking. This seems like a small detail, but it is a big deal in the recovery of a wounded heart. When Mark failed to speak love to me in my preferred language, even an innocent conversation with opposing views regarding somewhat sensitive topics ended up as a heated discussion and me bringing up the affair. I hated it when I did that. Be compassionate with yourself if you find yourself detonating out of the blue. I remember the days when I wished I was well composed, but the hot-headed in me transpired unexpectedly and she was very difficult to control. I realized that when my pride would take over, I wanted veneration from my husband, and I am not exaggerating. I know that deep down there was a frightened child in me who didn't want to be abandoned. She wanted to be loved. I wanted to be loved. I was afraid of Mark betraying me again. After all, he had already done it once. As the months passed by, I realized that I had to let go of the need to monitor Mark's every move. The thought of having to trust him again caused anxiety, and I felt that staying alone would spare me from this discomfort. Pride said I didn't need him. Is it worth staying and fighting the pain and resentment? As I heard these words, I became more aware that I can only trust myself. It was tempting to stay single, but I had tried living on my own and realized how difficult it was to break the family. Separation also didn't ease the pain. A grateful wounded beast. As I recovered from the stabbing of Mark's betrayal and worked on my independence, I couldn't tolerate inconsiderate comments. I would blow them out of proportion and acted as a wounded beast. Those days, I allowed myself to cry and let the pain, pride and fear out. I let them keep me company. I acknowledged them every time they appeared and I nursed my frightened inner child. During those days and in between, I also admired what my body could do during my Pilates lessons. I felt grateful for my moving muscles and my healthy bones. I admired the empathy in my children towards me and appreciated my Twitter tribe. I felt there was hope as long as we are alive and I kept sailing beyond infidelity.
You have been listening to the 16th episode of my podcast, Sailing Infidelity, based on two books written under my pen name, Helen Tower. You can find the books on Amazon and order a paperback copy, or if you prefer the digital um, version, it's available also on Kindle Unlimited. Most of the content is found free online on my blog, sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com. You can also connect with Helen Tower on Twitter at sailinginfidel1 on Instagram Helen Tower Stay Calm on Facebook Stay Calm Through Infidelity with Helen Tower. You can also leave me a voice message on Anchor or on Spotify. Just go to my profile, tap or click on my name, go to my profile and you can record a message for me. I would love to hear your voice the same way you hear my voice and I can reply directly to you and it will be private just between you and me. Looking forward to hearing from you. I so much appreciate you listening to my story and my thoughts. Thank you. Coming up on episode 17. Does life ever feel normal again after infidelity? Our last conversation about his why for betrayal. What if she or he never apologizes? A few unforeseen consequences of having an affair with a co-worker. The perception of reality after infidelity. Subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any of the episodes. It's just reading from the books, so it's like having an audiobook for free. <laughs>